And just like that, we're a quarter of the way through the National Rugby League's regular season for 2020. Thank you guys for joining me today. I am Stephen Westway. Welcome to SFT, Steve's NRL Free Tips for Round 6. A big weekend of action. We just saw another big weekend uh, coming up. We're going to get into all the predictions here this week. Um, but as I said, we're quarter away through the competition. A lot of the teams are starting to show everybody exactly what they've got, and we're starting to get a better indication of where each team will finish in 2020. So a lot to get through. We look back at round five, and I, I had a much improved week. Got six out of eight. 40 tips correct uh, after a disastrous round four, where I only got three out of eight, bringing my total to 29, which is just a tick under an average of six per round. So pretty happy with that. I want to improve it. I want to get better each and every weekend. I still have not got a perfect round. Uh, so we're about to get into all the round six action. But before we do, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. If you haven't, please subscribe to uh, the podcast anywhere you can get it, whether it be on Apple uh, Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff. Uh, so please check out this podcast and please like and share, leave a review, do all that good stuff for me. Let's get to round six of the NRL Telstra Premiership. And kicking off round six at Central Coast Stadium at 7.50pm, the Newcastle Knights will host the struggling Brisbane Broncos there on Thursday night. Uh, of course, both these teams coming off a loss in round five. Newcastle, uh, they were versing the Storm, who were a lot better um, with these new rules and had adjusted accordingly. Um, I thought that was a little bit disappointing, but there's definitely some positive signs to take away from that performance. I thought that Kalen Ponga... Uh, Got better as the game went on. Uh, got Really got involved late and tried to get Newcastle a much-needed win. Uh, they were losing 18-0 at half-time, Newcastle, so it was a really good fight back. They stayed very competitive during that match. Um, and I think Adam, Bro- Adam O'Brien, even though he did suffer his first loss as an NRL coach, will have a lot of positives overall to take away from that performance. And I think it will make them a stronger team, um, like definitely uh, towards late in the season. Um, you know... Losing by 14, it was 26-12 to 12 the final score, but I don't think the scoreline was very uh, indicative of the performance that Newcastle had. I thought they were really strong, especially in the second half there. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, on the other hand, they should have beaten Manly last weekend. They were winning 18-0 at halftime, pretty much the opposite of the Newcastle situation. And then they uh, basically shut up shop. Um, very impressive in that first half. Manly were pretty poor. Manly came out in the second half and really asserted their authority on the game. They didn't let the Broncos um, dominate them like they did in the first half. And I thought the Broncos uh, struggled to complete their sets and really uh, ice the game there, obviously. Um, they are boosted by the uh, arrival of Isaac Luke. Um, whether or not he'll play in this game is still to be determined. Um, I'm looking at the team list that just dropped. He has been named 18th man with Corey Pax still the uh, hooker at the moment. However, I, I think he will uh, most likely slot back in. Ben Teo, of course... Um, the CF Sydney 2014 Grand Final Hero. He started his career at the Broncos. He's been out of uh, rugby league for six years since that Grand Final, and he uh, had his game, his debut game back last weekend. He only got 12 minutes, but I think he will be a bit better for the run. I'd like to see him get a bit more time uh, there as well. But for Brisbane, I mean, they desperately need a win since the start of the uh, the return competition in round three. They've lost 34 to six against the Eels. They lost 59 nil against the Roosters. And uh, obviously, last week is a match they definitely should have won, and they threw it away and merely beat them twenty to eighteen. So they're two and five um, after a very impressive start to the season, but they they need something to show for it. If they do uh, lose their fourth consecutive game in a row, I think it could be a very long season for Brisbane. Um, Newcastle 
Definitely not going to be easy beats, however. As I said, they've been impressive throughout the year. They've really overachieved so far under Adam Bryan. And I think uh, they're showing the qualities of a top eight team to be losing 18-0 to Melbourne and have that fight back. And, uh, you know, they weren't playing good in the second half, but they stayed in the fight, stayed in the grind. I think that uh, shows you the tenacity um, of this of this side. So this game will be a pretty good match to start off the rounds. I think, looking at it, I think that, uh, as I said, Brisbane need the win a lot more than Newcastle. I think they're going to be up for it. And I think um, they could up, upset Newcastle in this one. I mean... It really depends on Milford and Croft. I've been saying it all year, but Anthony Milford, when he's at his best, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's uh, outstanding. Um, he's got a good running game, but he needs Brody Croft to really control the game because when it falls to Milford, I, I feel like the Broncos really struggle. And looking at this side, they've got such a young, young team. I mean, they're going to be benefited by the return of Tavita Pengai Jr., who's finally back to suspension. And uh, they've got Alex Glenn there as well. Uh, on the bench, I believe. Maybe not. No, no, he's in the starting starting set, uh, starting forward pack in the second row there. So um, I think they're going to get that much needed experience from those two guys. But uh, it's going to be a tight match. I expect uh, I expect there to be plenty of points scored in this one. I think Brisbane might be a bit too strong for Newcastle in the end, though. I've got uh, Brisbane by four points in my first upset of the round. The first match of Friday night takes place at 6pm at Bankwest Stadium when the South Sydney Rabbitohs will host the New Zealand Warriors and both of these teams getting a much-needed victory last weekend. They both took the two points home um, to get themselves to two out of five uh, in this competition. And for the Rabbitohs, well, they were a lot better last weekend. They got a much-needed confidence booster um, in that win against Gold Coast. They really got away to a flyer before the uh, Titans were a lot better in the second half than the Rabbitohs. Um, kind of defended their lead a bit, a little bit, but they were too strong for them. They ended up winning that game 32-12, to 12, um, and there was a lot of positives to take away from it. Latrell Mitchell had his best game at fullback so far. Um, he ran for 60 meters, which obviously is not a mu- uh, as much as a lot of those other, a lot of the other elite fullbacks in the game. However, free try assists and a try, he can take nothing away from his performance. And as he gets fitter, I think those meters will come. Dane Gay guy probably had his best game in the Rabbitohs colors. Um, linking up with Mitchell nicely. Tom Burgess was outstanding, led the forward pack well, and probably played his best game at NRL in a few seasons as well, making over 200 metres there and uh, really setting the scene for the Rabbitohs uh, forwards to get over the top of Gold Coast. And I think Cody Walker had a lot of maturity um, coming back and a lot of leadership into that side. After a tough month of footy, obviously they versed you know the Storm, uh, the Roosters, and the Broncos when the Broncos were in form. So they had three uh, big losses there. So it was important to get the win last week. I think they'll look to improve even further this weekend against the Warriors team that uh, also got a win last week. It was 37-26. Um, they took care of the Cowboys. It was my upset of the week, so I was glad the Warriors got that done. Um, and my problem with the Warriors when I watched them, though, I mean, the game itself wasn't high quality. Um, and they did score 37 points to Warriors, but they had a lot of football um, on the Cowboys line in that game, and uh, why a lot of what they did obviously paid off, and uh, they got a lot of tries. Um, I feel like their game organization needs a little bit better. I mean, Cody Nickarima and Blake Green both did have solid games last weekend, um, but their last tackle options and stuff are poor, and I think a lot of their tries kind of came from uh, either catching the Cowboys' defense out um, or the Cowboys making mistakes that led to the to the Warriors' tries. So um, take nothing away from them. I mean, it was a it was a good performance last weekend, but it's going to be a lot harder against the Rabbitohs this weekend. 
I think the Rabbitohs um, are going to start to get on a bit of a roll here. Um, if they win this game, they go to three losses, uh, three wins and three losses. So uh, a lot to play for. Both of these teams, actually, if any of them win, um, well, one of them will win, but if whoever wins goes to three and three, but I think the Rabbitohs can really kickstart their 2020. Um, even though it's a little bit late, I think they can kickstart it and really go on a bit of a roll here. I've got the Rabbitohs in this game by 14. I think they're just going to be a little bit too strong uh, for the Warriors, you look at the teams on paper, and the Rabbitohs have got fire power um, all over the place. If these guys are at their best, then I think they're, they're starting to get there. So the Rabbitohs by 14 in this one. The second game of Friday Night Football takes place uh, at 7.55pm when the Penrith Panthers host the Melbourne Storm at Campbelltown Stadium in what promises to be a blockbuster. It could be the match of the week. Um... The Panthers, of course, they were winning 10-0 against the Eels uh, for a long period of that game last weekend. They were very impressive in the first half for the Eels mounted a late comeback and managed to uh, beat the Panthers 16-10, which is a bit worrying for Penrith considering if they had gotten that two points, uh, it would have helped their cause to make finals for the first time um, in a few years or at least do something in finals for the first time in a few years. So um, I thought they were... They were really good for a long period of that game, but they've got to be better against the Melbourne Storm team that I was questioning if they were adjusting to the new rules after their 22-8 victory against the Rabbitohs in round four, but they really uh, proved me wrong with a good 20-12 victory against Newcastle last weekend. And of course, they're not flogging teams. They're not you know, scoring a lot of points, but it's the usual Storm grittiness that's back. I feel like they're adjusting to the rules a lot better than they were the new six again. Um... And Riley Jacks in at, for, uh, in at halfback has really added a lot uh, of organization to this team. Nothing against Jerome Hughes. Um, obviously, he's out injured at the moment. But I feel like Riley Jacks is a more natural halfback. And I feel like he controls the game with Munster um, a lot better there. So, uh, Melbourne, they're only up, in my opinion. They're improving every week. Uh, Bellamy's going to have them fired up for this game. Of course, the Panthers, one loss, one draw, and three victories to start their year. The Storm 4-1, so it's an important game um, in terms of positioning at the top of that ladder. I mean, for the Panthers to uh, to upset the Storm in this one, you've got to think that uh, Nathan Cleary is going to have to be near the top of his game, which I think he struggled a little bit last weekend to um, really stamp his impact at times. Um, but we'll see how he links up with uh, Chorus here and, uh, and those kind of guys, and uh, Jerome Luai, because they were really on a roll at the start of the year. Um, but for me, if the Panthers are definitely going to... The Panthers are going to put up a fight this week. It's definitely going to be on the back of their forward pack. They really need to step up. They've got a lot of experience there in people, guys like Fisher-Harris and Isaiah Yeo, James Tamo and Kikia. But the Melbourne Storm and their uh, damaging forward pack really have a way of uh, making uh, other teams' forward packs go missing. I mean, they really step up and really stamp their authority on the game. So if the Storm can get their forward packs on a roll early and making a lot of meters. I think the Panthers are really struggling this one. Saying that, um, like the Storm of recent week, I don't think it will be a flogging. I think Storm win this game by 10 points, um, but I think the Panthers will be putting up a fight for a long period of this game. It's time for my favorite part of the week, Super Saturday. And of course, last weekend, I was four from four when the Rabbitohs beat the Titans. And of course, Super Saturday ruled the perfect round yet again. I promise you guys, I'm going to get one this year. I'm going to get a perfect round. Let's hope this Super Saturday for the first time this season, I can go three out of three. And what a blockbuster. Um, and I say that with no seriousness at all. 
uh, to start Super Saturday at 3pm when the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Gold Coast Titans. Credit where credit's due, both of these teams have won a game this year. The Dragons were a lot better against Cronulla um, on Sunday afternoon. Um, but I don't know if this is going to be the highest quality match you'll ever see in your life. Um, the Titans, they actually were, you know, had a very good second half against the Rabbitohs last week. The Rabbitohs got over the top of them, but I don't think Gold Coast played necessarily bad. Um, of course, before the Dragons won on the weekend, the only team they had beaten in their last 15 games was Gold Coast, and they had beaten them twice. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting battle. Um, as you just heard, the Dragons usually have the the wood over the Titans. Um, they've kept the same lineup this week as they did last week. Paul McGregor really doesn't want to make any changes there. I'm not saying his job's on the line this week, but if they're going to lose to Gold Coast, um, I think he could be in a lot of trouble. So he's not tempting fate by changing anything. I mean, Matt Dufty came back into the team last week, and I've been a critic of his over the years. He did have a, a very solid game. I just, uh, I just worry about his consistency and whether we can back it up. And he wasn't really challenged in defence. Um, and the Sharks, while they have a bigger forward pack, they're not a really a mobile forward pack. So um, he got a lot more uh, room to move than he usually would. Um, so I think he was impressive. So take nothing away from him. Good game last weekend. We'll see how he goes this weekend. There are other changes. Uh, McInnes played lock-up periods at the time because they put uh, Norman back into the 5'8". Ben Hunt came off the bench um, like was heavily rumoured and uh, played a very good game at hooker there. So there's some positive signs for the Dragons. I feel like they're going to be in a bit of a high after that win against Cronulla. They're going to head into this game with a lot of confidence and they can get Gold Coast. But uh, Gold Coast, I think they can surprise everybody. They just signed Corey Thompson from the Tigers and he's going to slot straight in looking at this team list. He's going to be their fullback. Um, I think that they're a real chance in this game, Gold Coast. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored because I uh, I worry about both of these sides' defense. I've got the Dragons just out pinning the Titans late. I've got the Dragons 24-22. to Why not? The Dragons by two points um, in probably the game that you can skip for the rounds. <laughs> if the uh, first game of Super Saturday puts you guys to sleep, the Titans versus the Dragons, hopefully this 5-13 game wakes you up a little bit. The North Queensland Cowboys take on the West Tigers at Campbelltown Stadium. The Tigers, of course, hosting there. Uh, the Tigers, they did not get the points against the Raiders, but they were very impressive at times in that match. Uh, very good first half. They were leading 4-0 before the the classy Raiders. Um, you know, they, they started playing some football and managed to win by eight points there. The Cowboys, well, they were very disappointing last weekend against the Warriors. I question how they're going to go, especially with uh, the injury to Valentine Holmes. He's out of action. So is Jordan McLean. Um, and so Michael Morgan, obviously still out as well. They were boosted by the return of Tamalola last weekend, but I think he was far from his best. And uh, they managed, the Warriors managed to get Tamalola to make a lot of tackles in defense, a lot more than he usually does. And that kind of negated his, his attack. So I don't know if the Warriors figured it out, but we'll see if the Tigers try the strange strategy. Um, Obviously, it was highly publicized. Michael Maguire made a lot of changes to this Tigers team last week, of course, um, which was highlighted by Benji Marshall's dropping, and they put Josh Reynolds in the 5-8. They're going to keep the same team by the look of it, by the look of these team lists. Benji Marshall's been named um, in the 18 
jersey. So it looks like Josh Reynolds will have another chance to control the team. I thought he had a decent game last weekend. He had a lot of aggression to the side. Um, and they really got into the grind against the Raiders. So I think Michael Maguire might have got his desired result with that change if he was looking for it. Um, I don't think this is going to be a high-quality match either, to be honest with you. Um, I might have been a bit too harsh on the Dragons-Titans game. But, uh, I mean, there is positives uh, for the Tigers. Adam Dewey's playing some really good football there. at The fullback role, Luke Brooks, um, has been hot and cold this year, but I think he combined well with Reynolds at parts in control of the game last weekend. And Harry Green, of course, uh, since he's come to the Tigers on a loan deal from Melbourne, it's been outstanding. Um, so I think they might have a bit too much firepower for the Cowboys. I've got a lot of question marks over the Cowboys' playmakers there in Drinkwater and Clifford. Um, they're struggling a little bit, the Cowboys. I mean, you look at this side, they've got a lot of rookies um, in their backs there and in their forwards. They've got guys like Dunn and and Molo, you know what you're going to get from guys like Tamalolo and Maguire. They're going to give it their all, but the rest of their forwards, I think, really need to step up um, and and deliver because if they lose this game, um, this the Warriors, they should have beaten last week. They're going to be legit finalists. I know they've got a lot of injuries. I know they've got a lot of excuses, but they should have won that game against the Warriors if they were serious about being finalists in 2020. Um, and they've got to win this game against the Tigers this week if they're going to be serious contenders because these are the games that are winnable for the Cowboys, and they can't let them slip away um, if they're going to make a, a statement in 2020. Um, they need to get some wins while Michael Morgan's still out, but I think the Tigers, as I said, will be a little bit too strong for them. So I've got the Tigers by 12 in this one. All right, the third and final game of Super Saturday is an absolute barnstorm when the Sydney Roosters take on the Parramatta Eels at Bankwest Stadium. The Eels, the only undefeated team left in the NRL the last couple of weeks, they haven't been at their best, but they managed to get too much needed uh, wins to keep their top of the ladder spot against Manly and a great comeback there to beat uh, Penrith 16-10 last weekend. The Roosters, well, their game got delayed 24 hours due to the coronavirus scandal with Aiden Tolman and, of course, his children's school being closed down, but it did not hurt them at all. He was uh, the Roosters were at their absolute best and it was highlighted by the best player in the game at the moment, James Tedesco, free tries, Two try assists, absolutely outstanding performance by him and the whole Roosters team looking full of confidence and very hard to beat. If the first two games of Super Saturday do make you fall asleep, this one's definitely going to make you wake up. Um, no no disrespect to those other four teams, or maybe a little bit, uh, but this game has all the makings to be a blockbuster. The Eels are going to have to be at their absolute best if they're going to uh, be any challenge for this Roosters team that are going for the free beat, and uh, they're really starting to make people believe that it's definitely possible. I mean, the form of Tedesco, Kiri, and Flenny are going to combine really well. Kyle Flenny's getting confident, more confident each and every game. He's starting to really find a role there um, as the Roosters' new full-time halfback, um, and their forward pack in Corden, Crichton, Radley. The Eels, I've got a soft spot for you. They haven't won since 1986, um, but Dylan Brown and Moses is going to have to be a lot better than they have been the last fortnight. They're going to have to control the game a lot better, um, and they're going to have to be at their absolute best. It's very important at the start of this game. The Eels need to stay with this Roosters side because we saw on Monday night what they did to the Bulldogs. They scored in the first minute, and I think they scored another try a couple minutes later, and they were 12-0 after five or six minutes and it made it very hard for the Bulldogs to get uh, any kind of momentum in that game. Credit to the Bulldogs. They did keep it only to four tries at halftime, but when you're conceding 12, two tries in the first five minutes of the match, 
it's going to be unlikely you're going to come back and win it. So Parramatta really need to stay with them. And uh, the last two matches, they haven't they haven't necessarily started games off too well, especially last week against Penrith. So um, it's definitely the challenge for Parramatta. I think it's going to make him better in the long run this match. Um, they're really going to be able to show what they've got against the Roosters. And if they are to beat the Roosters and go 6-0, and which would be a massive upset, but if they are to do it, they really put a statement uh, and really show the rest of the comp that they're, they're the real deal in 2020 and they're not going to be beaten easy. So uh, the winner of this game, uh, probably going to be close to premiership favourites, um, even though I didn't predict either of them to win the comp. This game, a very, very big match. It's a blockbuster. Uh, the 7.30 Saturday spot sometimes don't have the best games on, but I think there's going to be a lot of people tuning into this one. I've got the Roosters a bit too strong. I've got the Roosters by 16, and that's no disrespect to the Eels. They've had a fantastic start to the season. I think they're going to go a long way into the finals this year, but I think the Roosters, it pains me to say it, but I think they, they're on the road to potentially uh, getting a free peep. They're going to go really deep into this season competition. They're just going from strength to strength to strength, and they get Hargraves back this week as well. Moving on to the Sunday uh Football, which will hopefully wrap up the round, unless there's any late scandal changes well, like there was last weekend. We've got an absolute blockbuster to start it. If uh, the Eels-Roosters isn't the match of the round, this one will be. The Manly Seagulls take on the Canberra Raiders at Campbelltown Stadium. Both of these teams are uh, in form. Manly, they are 3-2 to start their season, but that one's very deceiving. They they took a loss to the Storm Round 1. They should have beat the Eels in Round 4. Um, they're flying with plenty of confidence at the moment, and it was a great comeback against the Broncos, even though they weren't at their best in the first half. They're going to be taking on the Canberra Raiders, who also have not been their best in the last couple of weeks. They took a loss to the Knights in Round 4, um, which I think really woke them up, and they weren't their best against the Tigers last Saturday night as well, but they managed to grind out the two points, and they were a lot better in the second half after being down 4-0 um, to win that game. This game... Uh, I think both these teams are going to be finalists in 2020. I think both of them could potentially be top four in 2020. And uh, Canberra, as I said, they need to be a lot better um, more consistently if they're going to be reach the position they did last year and uh, potentially go further and win this premiership. Jack Wyden really stepped up in the second half of last weekend's match. Um, and you just get a sense, even though sometimes they don't play their best football, that they've got... Starpia all around their side that someone's going to step up and get the job done. Now, it's been widened George Williams several times this year. Um, I think this game, they really need their forward pack to step up against a very powerful Manly side. It's going to be a hell of a battle uh, when you've got people like Josh Rapali and Soliola and Corey Horsburgh and Whitehead going up against guys like Vanua Blake and Thompson and Cyril and Jake Trojevic. Um, so I think this is really going to be a battle of the forward pack. Um, whoever's forward pack can get over the other one early in this match, I think opens up for guys like like Wyden and, and Tommy Turbo to come and make an impact in this match. A very important thing for Manly will be to start the game off a lot better. First half, the last couple of weeks, haven't been good. They were terrible to start uh, last weekend, um, that last Thursday night game against the Broncos, and they were down 18-0. If they give the Raiders 18 points start in this game, I guarantee you, Canberra's going to go on with the job. So, it's a very important uh, important first 20 minutes of this game. It's going to really set the tempo uh, with whatever side gets on top. I mean, as I said, even though Canberra's been down in matches um, like they were last weekend, you just feel like 
no matter what position they are in a game, with about 20 minutes to go, they're confident they, they can get the two points. And I think that confidence is going to get them over the line in this game. I feel like they're flying until someone um, until someone can really figure out how to how to stop them for 80 minutes, like Newcastle did two weeks ago. Um, if Manly can play like that, they've got a chance. But I think this Raiders team's building with confidence. And not to say Manly's not, but I think the Raiders have a bit too much at this early point of the season uh, for Manly to, uh, to deal with. I've got Canberra by eight in this game. And the final match of round six is back to its new usual time slot at 6.30pm when the Cronulla Sharks take on the Canterbury Bulldogs at Bankwest Stadium. This game, a very important match for both these sides. Both these sides are one from five to start their season. The Sharks, they should have beaten the Dragons team that was weakened, uh, weakened and, of course, didn't have the confidence last weekend. But And they started the game off pretty well, but the Dragons... Um, they came out full of energy, and they came out fired up, and the Sharks really struggled to match that intensity. Sean Johnson and Chad Townsend's combination has been struggling. Their forward pack really uh, struggled to make any momentum against the Dragons. So a very important match for Cronulla. Equally important for the Bulldogs, who were simply outmatched and outskilled last Monday against the Sydney Roosters. It, to their credit, they stayed in the grinds uh, for a while there, um, in the second half of that first half, and at points during the second half, I thought their defense was really good at times. Um, but whoever loses this game, I think it could be lights out for their 2020, and it might be early to say that, but going 1-6 to six to start your season is going to make it really hard, um, especially in a 20-round competition. So a very important game for both of these teams. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, if the Bulldogs have it their way, it's going to be a low-scoring game contest i mean they play a lot better um when they can really uh force teams teams into making errors based on their defense um obviously they've had their attacking problems this season um so it's going to be interesting i mean foreign has helped that out a little bit um so it's going to be interesting to see if they can take the lessons they've learnt against versing a team as impressive impressive as the sydney roosters um and improving their attack there so um, I think the Sharks, um, they just need to be more consistent. They've got the talent in their side. They're just underperforming severely. Sean Johnson, in particular, has been heavily criticised. He needs to take the lead. Chad Townsend, uh, not playing his best football either. And Moylan needs to stay injury-free and get back on this side so they can really make a statement um, and uh, you know fix their, their season, which has been very poor so far. So... They've got a lot of injuries to Sharks, and I've been tossing up who to tip for in this game. I'm actually going to go the Bulldogs. I mean, their forward pack um, with Napo and Jackson and Adam Elliott, I think they can really outmatch the Sharks in that aspect of the game. And uh, if they can score a trial too early, the Bulldogs, I think they have enough to kind of defend Cronulla out of this game and force them to making errors because at the moment, Shark, the Cronulla are making unf- unforced errors often. I mean... They don't have much pressure on them at times in games, and they they still seem to be unable to complete their sets and they get their completions up there and really you know pressure uh, their opposition. So I've got the Bulldogs in an upset. I thought they should enough last weekend against the Roosters, obviously in a in a flogging, but I, I thought they showed some real promises at times in that game. And I've got the Bulldogs by twelve points, and that will wrap up round six of the NRL Telstra Premiership.
So to recap my round six predictions, I've got the Brisbane Broncos in the upset against the Newcastle Knights there on Thursday night. South Sydney being too strong for the New Zealand Warriors. I've got the Melbourne Storm uh, out, out gunning Penrith in that Friday night game. I've got the Snorefest of the week, <laughs> the Dragons beating the Titans. I've got the Tigers being too strong for the Cowboys. I've got the Roosters finally making the Eels suffer a loss. I've got Canberra being too strong for Manly. And I've got the Bulldogs for an upset to end the round against the Cronulla Sharks. Those are my tips for round six. I'm a little bit better prepared with the better of the week here this week. I had a look, little bit of a look early. I'm still not 100% set on what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to put Souths. Um, well, this is $25, by the way. I'm going to go South Sydney to beat the Warriors at $1.42. We're going to put that in with the Melbourne Storm to beat uh, Penrith at $1.48. And we're going to put the... Bulldogs in the upset in the last game of the week. They're two sixty-five. That gives you five dollars fifty. Twenty-five bucks on that will give us about one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and thirty dollars, which we'll take. The other twenty-five bucks, I'm going to go another upset like I did last week. They're paying a very similar price. The Broncos currently paying two dollars eighty to beat the Knights. We'll put twenty-five on that, and that gives us about seventy-five, seventy seventy-five dollars there. So those are my bets of the week. I'm much quicker than you guys are used to. Sorry to making you wait these past weeks. Uh, but before I finish the podcast today, I just want to make a note that uh, this weekend, there's some games that are going to be absolute crackers. There's some games that uh, might not be the highest quality. And I think that's very indicative of the competition we're seeing so far. I'll just make a quick note of it. And I think that there's a real divide. I was talking to my um, brother early in the week about this, I think there's starting to be a real divide in the good teams and the bad teams of this 2020 competition. I don't think the battle for the top eight necessarily will be as close as it has been in former seasons. The teams I think are really struggling. Um, we're a quarter of the way through, so I might just recap the teams that are struggling and teams that are going well. The teams that I think are really struggling and teams that, while they might not be ruled out of finals contention, teams that I personally don't think We'll be playing finals football in 2020, despite some of them being my top eight early in the year um, with my predictions. Of course, that was months ago now with the, the stoppage of the competition. The teams that I think are really struggling, there's six in particular I'd like to highlight. The New Zealand Warriors, yes, they are two from five, and yes, they got the win against the Cowboys last weekend, but I, I really have doubts about their ability to be consistently uh, competitive in matches. So I've got the Warriors really struggling. I've got the Titans really struggling and the Dragons really struggling. They're both one from five. The Titans, they're going to fight, but um, obviously a lot of the times they're not going to be good enough. They don't have the roster to, to be finalists this year, and the Dragons so inconsistent. They've got the team on paper to really do some damage, but they've got a tough run coming up in a couple of weeks, and I and I, I think in the next month, month and a half, they've got teams like the Roosters, Manly, Canberra. I think it's not going to be their season either. Uh, so they're three teams. I've got the Cowboys in that list. I think they really need Morgan and Holmes. They really need their guys fit because they're really struggling um, as I highlighted earlier at the moment. And then I've got Cronulla and the Bulldogs, the Sunday night game as well, struggling as well. So the Sharks, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Titans, Dragons, and the Warriors, I think you can also almost put a marker through this year. So a lot of pressure on them this weekend. At the moment, in my opinion, it's a 10-team race um, on the teams that are going to make the finals. Notice here, I did not put Brisbane in that list. And obviously, they've conceded a lot of points, and they've been terrible at points in the last month of football. 
However, this is a very important game on Thursday night, and I think they can um, definitely be a uh, challenging team for the rest of the season. But obviously, I could be proven wrong if they come out and get blown away by Newcastle. So um, in my opinion, it's a 10-team race, and those 10 teams are Newcastle, Brisbane, the Rabbitohs, Penrith, Melbourne, the Tigers, the Roosters, Parramatta, Canberra, and Manly. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. When I say there's a divide in the competition, I mean, I think there's a real divide between the good teams and the bad team. So uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, please like Steve's NRL footy tips if you haven't already. Uh, please subscribe and leave a review on uh, on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff. And if you guys do have any questions or any comments about the podcast, please let me know. Please let me have as much feedback as possible I appreciate you guys going on this journey with me every week, and I'll see you guys, hopefully, after I get my first perfect round of the season, uh, for the Round 7 podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great weekend. Enjoy the footy.